Welcome or welcome back to episode six of Lift You Up, Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. You could just call me your health and wellness matchmaker. Before I tell you a little bit more about today's guest, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to our channel, TB Media Group on YouTube and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to see you there. But today's guest is Tiffany Ann Smith. She's a clinical and holistic dietitian. So we're talking all about nutrition, gut health, and just simple steps that we can take to be a little bit healthier in our lives. I really like this conversation and I'm excited for you to learn about her story, which isn't a typical one. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want, it is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. All right. Well, welcome, Tiffany Ann Smith. I am so excited to talk to you today and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Tiffany is a clinical and holistic dietitian. She's very knowledgeable in nutrition and diet. She uh, works part-time at a hospital as a registered dietitian there, but also has her own practice where she works with her clients um, and guiding them through health and nutrition and and diet. And I'm really excited because this is something I'm super interested in. I think she has a lot to offer. So um, thanks for being here. Just tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, your background. Sure. Well, I grew up a military brat and that story can get quite long. So uh, <laughs> where I meet you and how much I want to talk. I'll either tell you that I am a military brat or that I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, because I did spend 12 years there. So I spent a long time there and um, I landed in South Florida on July 3rd, 2001. And I'll always remember that because the next day was July 4th. And then after that, of course, was 9-11. Since then, I uh, did a couple yoga teacher trainings and quickly decided that I much preferred to be on my mat than in front of the class. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and that's um, how I got started. And then after I graduated from IIN, I very quickly started customizing diets for people who wanted to lose weight at a networking event with a couple of doctors. And I asked a doctor if he would explore a referral relationship with me and he told me absolutely not you have to have a license I think I enrolled like the next week I didn't even think about it I just decided that I had come too far and that's what I wanted to do so I went to school and I did a full bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics and then I did eight months of internship rotations Um, and then I studied and passed my board exam and got a job quickly thereafter and a nice book of clients. And I feel very lucky because my experience that I get in the hospital working with patients in the acute clinical setting has really informed the way that I practice privately amongst my, um, with my private clients. 
and the counseling skills that I learned from my private clients, I'm able to bring back into my clinical work as well. So I'm in a really beautiful, rich space right now. And since coronavirus has sort of shaken the whole world up, I've also taken that as a big opportunity to start learning about the immune system and how we respond and interact with microbes and how they interact and respond to us and how we can build stronger systems, stronger holds against what we now all realize is a futile war on germs. So that's where I'm at and that's what I'm doing. That's how I got here. I mean, first of all, you look amazing. I mean, you're obviously like I would from at least from the outside, what I could see you practice what you preach, which is good nutrition. But we were just talking briefly before we started recording that we all have our own journey on this path to health and wellness. So I'd like to know a little bit more about yours. Have you always been interested in this? Have you always been a clean eater, interested in nutrition? How did you really decide that this was the path for you? When I was younger and I moved to South Florida when I was like 18 or 19, I fell like immediately into the South Beach scene. So I was partying a lot and I was doing a lot of crazy drugs. And I did that for a long time. I did that for a long time. I think my body got down to like 99 pounds at one point and I'm 5'7". So if I were to patient with a BMI of 16 or 17, uh, I I would diagnose them as malnourished. And I spent a long time that way. Now, you know, looking back, I know uh, what was happening physiologically, what that lifestyle was doing to me physiologically. But honestly, somewhere along the way, I just changed my diet. Like I just changed one little thing in my diet. And then I just changed one more little thing. And uh, then I just started, uh, I took up yoga I started doing yoga. And I remember one day, um, someone that I partied with a lot, we got together to party and he looked at me, he was like, oh my gosh, Tiffany, you really look like you've been eating well and taking care of yourself and exercising. And I was like, oh my God. And so for me, my experience was really like one day at a time, you know, one bite at a time. And it just really snowballed and it accumulated, you know, it, I mean, it's like compound interest, every little investment that I made every little every little choice that I made me empowered and strengthened the next big choice and I'm still very much learning how to articulate that experience uh, for myself in a way that I feel like people can really connect with because um, I, I it's important to meet every where they are, you know, and I think that very often in this health and wellness and nutrition space, it's very easy to compare and it's very easy to feel judged. And even as dietitians, you know, we talk about this clinically coming in to the, um, coming in to take care of a patient and having a bias based on, you know, what we know about their condition about their state of being before we even walk in the room, before we even talk to them. That happens. It happens to everybody. Reality is not 
objective everything we filter everything through our own biases and so really stripping that away and encouraging people to really connect with their intuition and trust their inner guidance and then use that as a basis to figure out what works for you in your own diet and lifestyle well i really appreciate you opening up and and sharing that um and i know it's it's something new for you um, but I think this again, is my first all... interview ever. <laughs> Yay! And I'm so glad it could be with me. Uh, I really appreciate that because you know what I notice? I'm super into health and fitness. I've, you know, been kind of all over, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight. Like I can't tell you how many times, but I think, you know, I haven't seen a lot of those that I've looked up to in the space really share their own journey. And that's a big a big reason why I wanted to do this because again, it's it's wanting to be able to find somebody relatable. And you know, whether it's a trainer in the gym or a nutritionist and you you look amazing, like that can be intimidating for someone wanting to seek out your services, I think, because it's like, well, has this always just been easy for you? Like, why am I struggling with it so much? But I think we all, like, while it may look different for all of us, we all have encountered a challenge when it comes to that um, or a struggle. And it's it's kind of comforting in a sense to know and know that, like, you got better because of it. Um, let me ask you, was there a moment when you said, I have to make a change? Or was there a moment when, you know, it was a, there was a rock bottom or something that really clicked in you? I still wake up every day and think to myself that I have to make a change. I mean, for me personally, there will never be a point when I arrive. There will never be a point when I will say that I've got it, you know, my whole diet and my whole lifestyle figured out or, or that I don't, I don't want more, that I don't want to experience more from the practice of it. But specifically when you were back in the South Beach days, party, like, was there something that was like a moment of, I want to make this change? Um, I would like to say that there is because there were certainly several moments that should have been. It's this feeling of being almost split in two, you know, like wanting so much more for yourself and then also just really feeling stuck in the muck exactly where you are. And a lot of times I think that maybe we don't give that space enough credit, you know, I mean, not, we don't all have to hit rock bottom. We could just spend a lot of time in the middle. I try to... I tell my girlfriends a lot and I tell the people that I talk to a lot that, you know, growth is a spiral. It's like an upward spiral. It's not linear. We're always like moving forward, even if sometimes like we're moving to the side more than we're going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. in some people's lives, they may have that rock bottom moment or what they consider rock bottom for them, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Like you said, a lot of time in the middle, right? A lot of time in the middle. Um, I love that. I haven't heard that before. So I think that's, that's really great. Um, so tell me how you work with your clients now. What type of clients do you work with and how do you help them? Right now, I'm really focused on how I can impact people clinically. 
And what I've learned over these last few months, particularly in light of coronavirus, is that 70% of your immune system is in your gut. And what's really harming people during these severe COVID infections is not so much the damage caused by the virus, but the way that your immune system responds to the virus. So if your immune system is dampened for any reason chronically, your immune system will not be able to start up right away because it's diverting all of those resources that it needs to respond to an urgent challenge. It's spreading out all over, right? So when it finally happens in the lungs as it does with coronavirus, then the immune system responds like so powerfully and so quickly that all of those immune cells start to die in the lungs of the person. And that's why they need to be ventilated. And that's why it's such a, a, a difficult way to go. You can balance your immune system so that it turns on when you need it to turn on and it turns off when it needs to turn off. Like in, those, in the cases of these coronavirus patients, it should turn off. That's an over response. It should recognize that it's gone past the point of being helpful. It all comes down to food and what you eat and how your body digests and absorbs it. It's also the easiest and the simplest place to start because you have complete control. Mm. It doesn't take a prescription. It doesn't, um, you don't need a supplement. You can do it all with whole food. So I'm learning a lot there. And that's where I'm focused on now is the education and practice of cooling the inflammation that happens in the gut to support the overall immune health of a person. So you're saying pretty much that what 70 or 80% of our overall health really starts in our gut. If by overall health, you want to say that it's your body's ability to be uh, self-contained and self-healing, then yeah. Okay. How do you determine the health of your gut? Well, there are a lot of symptoms and they could be very local. Like if you experience um, a lot of bloating or gas, chronic diarrhea, chronic constipation, indigestion, reflux, the symptoms can be very systematic. So they can be like sinus problems. Mm-hmm eczema, dermatitis, arthritis, all inflammatory conditions either begin with or are made worse by the inflammation caused in your gut by the food that you eat. So someone wants to improve their gut health. And let's say they eat the typical American diet. What are some of the steps that someone can take right away to start to improve their gut health? When you constantly eat foods that um, cause this immune, this inflammation in your stomach, in your, in your intestines, in your gut, in your GI tract, then eventually all of the villi that absorb the nutrients from the food that you eat that line the inside of your intestines start to fold down flat. So you're not absorbing any nutrients at that point. Mm. 
So they start to come back up when you start to eat more whole foods. When you remove the foods that cause an inflammatory reaction. Okay. So can we go through what are some of the typical foods that cause an inflammatory reaction? Well, the most common ones are egg, dairy, nuts, tree nuts, fish, shellfish. Those are the most common allergens. Um, but it's very simple to test. It's very, very simple to test. Um, I personally, in my practice, I use a mediator response testing which is very exciting <laughs> because it tests for all immune responses to 170 foods that you eat, food and food chemicals. So when you eat a food that your immune system responds to, it sends out um, antibodies, it produces antibodies. And those antibodies essentially remember the dangerous food so that the next time it comes in, it can like call in the big guns and um, your immune system kicks into gear in your gut. So you can test for that. You can test uh, the, the concentration of the chemicals that those antibodies produce. And you get the report back and it's all of the foods that you are most reactive to and all of the foods that you respond best to. So you can then build a diet around that information, around that data and people experience relief from these inflammatory symptoms in weeks. Wow. And that's something you do in your practice. This is something that I do in my practice. Yep. Also, those Everly Well tests are really popular and they're great. You get the data, you don't get the counseling. But if you are a self motivated person and you want to invest the time, you know, in doing it, that's another great tool. Are there certain foods that just everyone should have in their diet? Um, as many plants as possible. Plants. Yeah. I like to tell people if you can make half of your plate um, non-starchy vegetables, so that's anything green, red, orange, purple, and then a quarter of your plate a rice or potato or whatever your favorite starch is, a piece of bread, and then a quarter of your plate, um, a piece of meat. That's a well-balanced plate. If, if every plate looks like that, that's 80% of the game. And everybody wants to start with macros. Oh, now I'm going to start preaching. So everybody wants to start with macros, you know, and making sure that they're getting just the right amount of protein and just the right of carbohydrates. And, oh, maybe I can take this, like, DNA test that will tell me <laughs> everything I need to know that will tell me exactly how my body is responding, you know, how my blood, like, absorbs all these things. And that's all great. That's all exciting. But that's step eight. You know, the first step is filling half your plate with vegetables. Right. Uh, people make it too complicated. It's not that complicated. If you're a healthy person... Um, and you don't have a clinical need for a special diet, chew your food, chew your food slowly, take 20 minutes to eat your meals, enjoy, put your fork down, breathe. Fill half your plate with vegetables. Yes. Drink a lot of water. water. <laughs> <laughs> like get the, yeah. your, your whole point is get the basics down before you skip ahead to the DNA test, the macros and all of that, because you can't start worrying about that 
until you have the basics. It's not the sexiest conversation, <laughs> but it really is the most um, effective, you know, and if you can afford to invest in nutrition therapy to remove your food sensitivities, that goes a big, big, long way, especially if you are experiencing like a lingering, persistent, mysterious health problem that no doctor can diagnose and you've seen a couple specialists, that's probably uh, inflammatory based. That starts in all inflammatory conditions either start with food sensitivities or are made worse by them. So and that's what happened to me. I will say like I went to like eight doctors, um, which I talked about in episode one and I ended up getting really sick um, and no one could figure out why, except saying, you know, you're having some inflammatory response. Right. Um, and for me, I didn't necessarily work with anyone. I just did a bunch of research and went whole food plant based and pretty much 75% of my diet was totally raw vegetables. And since then, and now have I stayed 100% dedicated to that path? No, um, but I was solid for six months. And I, even ever since then, I haven't had any um, animal meat. That's just my personal decision, but um, haven't had any responses in the way that I did before. But I still think there's more things that I could do because like, certain things that I've been reading about and I'm hearing kind of what you're saying as far as frequent sinus issues or frequent like strep throat and things like that. Like, I think there's more that I could do. So I'm really interested in this and just how inflammation affects the body. Um, but I want to know from you, um, you know, we're talking the basics and all of that. How does someone working with you, like, you know, that extra motivation or how you work with your clients, um, how do your clients uh, benefit from you know your helping hand well i think that having someone who takes the time to explain the reasoning uh the the, the physiological reason behind what they're experiencing and um how the therapy will uh how the therapy will respond how the therapy will address those issues but also, I really try to, you know, look to the heart of every person and hear what, hear what they need and try to give them what I think they need to hear. You know, I try to push them when they can be pushed. And, you know, in order to get in touch with your intuition and to be able to trust that inner guidance that you can make good decisions for your health. It's not complicated. It could, it could be systemized and it can be simplified to its smallest components as we just talked about. But really uh, identifying those places where you're resistant to that movement and not avoiding them and exploring them and questioning them from all angles and uh, just be willing to be a little uncomfortable and showing up as a guide and a witness to someone in that process, because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be in that muck, man. I do. I know the dark place well. And, you know, any lifeline that I can throw a person and make it easier for them and gentler for them, but also really hold them accountable for their own progress 
and the goals that we set together, that's the best part about dietetics, those types of conversations. Honestly, I mean, I just feel very lucky that I get to have those types of conversations with people um, around a topic that so many do really deeply care about and are interested in, you know, I mean, it's, it's an easy doorway for me to walk through and really try to impact the heart, the heart of someone. And you know what, once you start to make these changes in your diet, um, even if, you know, if you're making the basic changes or you start properly managing a condition or you decide to remove all of these food sensitivities, once you start to take those steps, you're, you think clearer, you feel clearer, your energy is higher, your vibe is higher, your relationships naturally start to flow. Like the world really does open up to you when you start doing the work and taping one step at a time. That was my experience. And I know that it would be the same for others. Have you worked with someone who saw a change that just you know, in their own life that really impacted you as well, that just made you feel proud as their dietitian? Uh, yeah, so um, I used to run this little online program called The Art of Personal Science, and I never really got it off the ground, but I got to watch two of my friends go through it. And um, the things that they had to say at the end were just incredible. So Pat goes through it and, um, she said that she didn't know what to expect in the beginning because it was a very holistic program. I didn't even teach any diet in the art of personal science. It was all about this idea of one step at a time. It was the, the idea was that every module, every habit built off the last one. And I really thought it like all the way through. And I was like, well, this is the first step and this is going to make this easier. Da, 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 da. It was a hundred days. It was elaborate. But, so she said that she did not know what she, what to expect going into it. And it started off slow. And uh, she's like, are you really asking me to brush my teeth with my other hand? Like, I don't understand how this is going to help Tiffany. And then by the end, she was just so blown away. She said that um, she had like the presence to make healthier decisions. And she was going around and kicking soccer balls. And she hadn't done that in a long time. And she was teaching her kids how to use these tools. And I was teaching tapping through it as a stress reliever because meditation is not very accessible for a lot of people. And she was at work teaching people how to do it. I had another friend who went through it who taught her daughters how to do it because they were stressed out and worried about something. And that just moved me so much because I was still very much, I mean, I'm always going to be a student, but I was like literally a student sitting in classes every day as, as, as we were doing that together, as we were going through that process together. And it was so encouraging because I do want to have an impact in people in that way. And it was very encouraging to me that they had the, they got the outcomes and the, and the results that I was trying to communicate with them. So it was a kind of a pivotal point for me because for me, that was God telling me that I was doing exactly the right thing. And so now I'm on this podcast with you talking about my heart and why people should eat more vegetables. And, you know, to me, it's, it's all the same. It's all one, 
journey and every decision feeds the other. You know, the first thing you learn in chemistry is that any change you make to a biological system affects the entire system. I'm sure that anyone who's listening to this or watching this can see your heart and see that you are truly living your purpose through what you are doing and truly want to help other people on their pathway and on their journey to better health. So I thank you so much. How can people learn more about you or connect with you? My website is tiffanyannsmith.com. That's a, that's Anne with an E, tiffanyannsmith.com. Um, I'm at art of person everywhere. Everywhere. So Instagram, everywhere. Facebook, everywhere, LinkedIn. <laughs> yep. I try to stay active, you know, uh, I'm on the socials. Perfect. And we'll make sure to link to your website, your social channel, so everyone can reach out to you um, down below in the show notes. So thank you, Tiffany. It's really been a pleasure talking with you, opening up, learning more about you. So I really appreciate this. I think you gave us some actionable tools that we can put into practice today, which I love. And I look forward to, to connecting with you soon. So thank you. Okay, thank you. I hope you learned something new about nutrition or maybe just about Tiffany and her story, her path that you could relate to. So go ahead and connect with her. All of her information is below in the show notes. And again, if you like this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to chat with you and hear what you think. I'd also love to hear your honest feedback. So if you could, please go ahead and give, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or, you know, you can also comment on this episode below if you're watching in here in YouTube. I love to hear what you think, and I read every single review and comment. Until next time, I'll see you next week. Stay happy, stay healthy.